You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And uh, Brian, I bet you had a a wonderful three-hour post-game uh, on the Dallas Cowboys radio network after one of the one of the worst losses of the McCarthy era, I think it's fair to say. They had some bad ones his first year, uh, but you were playing with a lot of quarterbacks and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I think what was disappointing to me, Bobby, was this team was actually going to play for something. You know, there, there was still – um, I mean, the reports were getting out of Philadelphia right now, what Jalen Hurts went through to get through that game and how sore he is. And that ended up being a six-point game. And you just don't know. You just don't know what was going to happen uh, as that game was going on. So you had to find a way to play. Dallas, offensively, they no-showed. They really wow. no-showed. They're, the running game, which they talked about going in, it's something we'd like to try and get better at non-existent backs couldn't hit holes. If there were holes there, their vision was bad. Offensive linemen couldn't secure down blocks. Couldn't get, couldn't get uh lineman up on the second level tight ends, half man blocking. And I mean, half man, like all of a sudden Pollard's that third down and five play where they're trying to run on the first series to get a first down. Yep. You're thinking that maybe Pollard's going to, you know, we've seen these guys make cuts and get first downs and things, but the, all of a sudden Dalton Schultz is blocking half his guy. He's not square on his guy. So Pollard's thinking, I've got to go where the block is. No, I don't. I've got to just go straight ahead because I don't trust what I see. Man, there is a lot of things going on, and there was a lot of things in this football game. The routes weren't very good. The quarterback wasn't very accurate. I don't think the quarterback particularly saw things that pick 60 through. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. When you play cover two, when you play two defenders on the hash and using the corners, what they call squat, and they play up, their responsibility is that area to the flat. Usually when corners squat, they're taking everything that's kind of underneath the safeties that are responsible for the routes behind them. For him to throw the ball on an out with cover two and squat corners, he got exactly what he deserved. Yeah, You can't make that throw. you got to know, okay, if I've got a route going to the sideline or a flat route and it's cover two, there's likely going to be somebody over there. And 
I, I, I'll tell you, man, this game, the way that Dak played in this game, you could have just put Howell on the back of that number four, and that's how I thought that maybe Howell was going to play for the commanders. Like, wrong reads, errant throws, you know, taking sacks. Yeah. You know, I, I, if you would have said, oh, that's how Howell played for the commanders, I would have believed it. That did not look like a seven-year veteran play. But then again, his offensive line did him no favors in the running game. The backs couldn't get anything going. Even when they were trying to throw the ball to the backs, what's Zeke doing? They run trips to one side, swing the back. They're probably going to throw you the ball over there to try. You're not even looking for the ball, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think the thing that's really so disturbing to me is that Mike McCarthy comes out and says, we had a bad week of practice. You're telling me in a meaningful game you had a bad week of practice? Yep. That where what? Okay, I get it. What was going on in Cincinnati and Buffalo and all that, that was on players' minds all week. I get it. But some teams went out there and played their ass off to win games. Buffalo's effort was excellent. Cincinnati's effort was excellent. Uh, how about the Detroit Lions? Playing for playing, you know what the Detroit Lions were playing for, and Dan Campbell said it. We're playing so they can't go to the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what? And Dan Campbell played that game so his team would be nine and eight. Well, they eight and one, seven and one down the stretch. You know how the Lions played. You know, good for them. You know, good for you know that that to me is so disheartening. Is you know, and if I worked in the organization and saw that, I would have got on that plane and I would have been pissed. I would have been really pissed that we gave that kind of uh, performance in that game with it with it meaningful. You know, you you got to play. You know, the Commanders, the Commanders the week before played like you did yesterday. You let a rookie first time starter move the offense. You know, you had all those three and outs, 10, 11 of them. You know, why? Why? That's the question and that's why, you know, if I know on 105.3 The Fan, when you and RJ Choppy and Sean Sharif get to talk to Jerry Jones tomorrow, the questions are going to come up about Mike McCarthy. And, and you know what? And rightfully so. And I, I've, I've been really clear on, these, on this platform. I think Mike has done a really, really nice job. I mean, yeah. to lose the quarterback and all that stuff like that. But – when you don't have your team ready to play a meaningful game, now it could have gone along where you could have gone a half, but you could have built a lead and then you lose the game and you're like, okay, I get it. You know, that that happened. But the way that the offense came out, I don't care if you're showing stuff or not showing stuff. You didn't block. You didn't read defenses the right way. You didn't run great routes. You dropped footballs. And when you ran the football, you went nowhere. That was bad. That's as bad as I've seen this offense play. They've had struggles against Houston. They had struggles against Tampa in week one. But that was that was inexcusable to me. There's so many questions uh, coming out of this game. So many things that uh, can be addressed. Let, let's, I, I guess, let's start with specifically the quarterback who goes 14 of 37. He was awful. Which, which is... Just to be perfectly blunt, it's Ryan Leaf esque. 
You should never, as an NFL quarterback, go 14 of 37, much less if you're considered a a really good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, when you watch it, obviously you, you, you know, we, we talk about that cover two and he throws that like, that's not just, well, I have faith in my arm. It's just like, what are you, what are you looking at? What are you what? honestly looking at? And it, it, that wasn't the only one, Bobby. No, no, no. It was, it was, it, I know it was rampant. Um, and, and sure. Like I know Greg Olson brought it up on the broadcast. Like, man, these receivers aren't doing him many favors. They're not getting any separation. Fine, but even by accident, even with little separation, you should be able to fit more than fourteen balls into completions. Like, like it was a how many of them went to Schultz? You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, any any reception was to Schultz. I mean, in CD, the thing about what was so bad to me is that Dax just recklessness that he throws the ball at times. It's just reckless, you know. And you, you, you're like double. Okay. I get it. Noah Brown has you got to give Noah Brown credit for how he's played. But all of a sudden, you're throwing, you know, you're you have opportunities to throw balls to Lamb underneath or Schultz underneath on a third and ten. And you try and just throw a, a rope inside to to Noah Brown with like triple coverage with all that traffic. Yeah, you've got guys underneath and you just or you check it down to Schultz. He's standing you know, two yards from the marker. He catches it. It's a first down. You got Lamb, same kind of position, but you want to you just want to fire a ball into the middle of the field with to Noah Brown, or you want to fire a ball into the middle of the field for Michael Gallup? Why? Why? Which which was which was worse overall for you on the offensive side of the ball? execution or effort. And I know maybe there's other issues like just decision making and things like that, but between execution and effort, which looked more concerning to you? Was there a lack of effort or do you think it was just awful execution, awful play? I think it was awful execution, awful play. Effort, you could tell. It wasn't like they were, you know, when they were trying to run the ball, it wasn't like they were trying. It was like they were trying to block, you know, pass protection. The pass that Dak threw for the touchdown to CeeDee Lamb Great route by Lamb. Great protection. Great throw. That's what made you go. And that game's a, now it's a thirteen to six game. It's a th- yeah. By the way, the the missed extra point, bad snap. Okay, block punt or uh, drop snap, bad snap. Not a really great day for or, or snapper over. Matt Overton. Yeah. That, I mean, like they the extra point, the ball was on the ground and smothered, raised, laces away, yank kick. But I'm sure that. I'm sure that it was a situation where, you know, uh, Brett Maher is looking down. He starts his thing. The ball is being smothered. Now it's being raised. He's thinking like, okay, I got to try and kick this thing. I mean, it's a hitch those, in it. yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying, though, execution, when you run plays, uh, no, it, Martin, Smith, the tight ends, you know, uh, McGovern. McGovern was not good in that game yesterday. You know, at least I didn't see uh, Tyler Smith get buckled, you know, in this football game. I was worried about playing against these these big tackles. And by the way, John Ridgeway, congratulations. You know, five tackles, back-to-back plays. You're throwing guys around, playing with power. You know, hey, Cowboys saw something in you. It's a shame that they they didn't know what was going on at wide receiver and cut you to try and get guys on the active roster. They felt like you were the 53rd player. Far from it, my friend. Far from yeah. it right now. 
but you know, and, and, you know, but listen, there's no excuse. I mean, that was a, if you, if you, if you go out there and lose the game because you don't play anybody. Now I was trying to figure out, trying to figure out, okay, what was the plan on defense? You know, was the plan to play or was the plan to win? How was the plan? They played three different corners at left on left at left cornerback. You know, what was the plan to try and win? Was the plan? I mean, and let's be honest, uh, Bland, he's fine. Don't worry about Bland. He's going to be fine. He's going to play. Don't worry about him. But you know, you look at what was going on out there, right? You know, it just Mullen. Come on. I think they figured out. Now, I will say this, though. You know, Coyle, playing nickel corner, I think he's more of a safety. Yeah. You know, got caught in some, but the guy will tackle. He's kind of a willing player. He's competitive. He's very competitive. But other than that, I mean, you're looking at Osa. Uh, you're looking at uh, Armstrong. And you're Armstrong, looking at, at Golston. At Golston. Those cats came to play like they were trying to win a game. You know, Clark, I, I, I'm still waiting on Clark, by the way. I know this is LSU on LSU crime right now, but hopefully having Vanderish back in there will help him because he looks lost in coverage. He gets knocked off the ball sometimes in the running game. He does not look like the same player I saw at LSU. I'm not making excuses for him, but he looks like he does not look like the same player. And maybe, you know, this year – I was expecting early some some kind of uh, of that a little bit of that learning curve stuff. It's it, it it it's sometimes there and sometimes it's not. And but as of late, it hasn't been as much. I, I could say this: Anthony Barr, Anthony Barr can't run anymore. He can't run. If the ball is right at him, by all means, he's going to make a play. Ball away, coverage away. Anthony Barr can't run anymore. He just how how does it end up that Washington's able to get Terry McLaurin on Anthony Barr and Damone Clark at different times in this game? Well, what happened on the first touchdown was they go bunch and he comes across and it's like they were passing it. They were passing it from they passed it from Wilson to Barr to Clark, and Clark was kind of like you know kind of like. He was he. Uh, you see him on tape. He looks right at McLaurin, and who hesitates, and then he looks back at the quarterback, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is about to be bad." And it was. It was because that the, the McLaurin just went straight across, and it was an easy throw. But they, they I mean, was that was that was that pass off that they were doing. Um, was that just passing to the next zone responsibility, or were they like? Playing some sort of man match. I to me, it looked like to me they were playing zone. When you looked at Wilson, Barr, and then Clark, how it got passed. That I mean, you've got to you you've got to jam. If anything, you have to jam that crosser. You know, if anything, step up and level that crosser or bump the crosser so he doesn't get into the route. And now you make this. You make the if the quarterback holds the ball, now you're probably going to get a sack. But they never they, they free access across nobody ever and, and Clark was Clark was looking right at him, just jam him, bump him, throw him off route. Yeah. If they throw the ball in there, they call pass interference. What? Okay, fine. But you don't give up a touchdown. See, that's the thing about it's maddening. 
I get it if it's I get if it's guys that never get to play. I get it if it's Luke Gifford in there or or Cox or you know somebody that never gets to play. But man, they had several of those plays yesterday where you're just like going, why, why? Yeah. What what is uh, of greatest concern to you coming out of this game? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it the other corner spot? Or is it, frankly, right now, the discussion I'm trying to figure out is, is Tyron Smith just not comfortable on the right side or is Tyron Smith not? Or Tyron yeah. Smith may be done. Is Tyron Smith done? Because Tyron yeah. Smith yesterday looked like a player who's done. And and I'm hoping it's just he's not comfortable on the right side yet. But, man, when Effie Obata is, is working you on a couple different times and, uh, you know, you're just it, – it's not normal to see the ball snapped and all of a sudden Tyron's – within a second turning around to see what happened when somebody was able to penetrate on him. And that happened a couple times. And so it's, it's troubling watching Tyron Smith play right now. So uh, as they head into this playoff, which we'll talk more about Tampa Bay this week, they do play the Buccaneers as, as bad as this was. I still think the Cowboys are are in a decent position to win this football game uh, on Monday against the Bucks. But looking at this, Brian, uh, what is the, the, biggest most grave concern for you uh heading into this playoff run i want to say what's going on at left corner but my my thought is just play bland the problem is tampa's not going to just let you play bland they're going to make three receiver sets they're going to make you play right too and that's that's my concern that tom brady does not go through a game he learned this from Bill Belichick. It, go back and watch that YouTube video of him and Belichick meeting, talking about personnel and yeah. talking about who they're going to attack. He is going to see Nation Wright on the field matched up against his guys, and he is going to punish you for that matchup. Is what he's going to do because he's not going to let. They're not going to let you rush the passer unless you can find a way to make these receivers have to, you know, hold up in routes, you know, create negative plays. But he is going to find the matchup that is going to wear you out. And it's not going to stop. And that's my my biggest concern going forward. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 